This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Arrow Fasteners, LL Flooring, the official flooring partner of the Money Pit, and Bank of America. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And it is, and I can only say this once a year, Leslie, it is the Ho-Ho Home Improvement (laughs) (laughs) It is the Ho-Ho Home Improvement time to fix up your house. Well, you probably don't have a lot of time to do any fix-up before uh, the ho-ho comes down the chimney to fill your house with gifts and candy and laughter, but you could be planning some projects for the year ahead, the seasons ahead, and maybe thinking past the winter into the spring when you want to get outside, because if you've got a project you'd like to get done around your house now or then, we are here to help you get it done, to help you figure out where that first step is, what tools you need, should you do it yourself, should you get some help. Give us a call, and we will help you first at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Now, home improvement costs money, and if you're getting ready to refresh your home with some new decor for the year ahead, you may not be sure if your budget's ready to handle that hit. So we're going to talk about five ways to save lots of money decorating your home in today's smart spending tip in just a bit. And we know your kids are counting the minutes, but is your chimney ready for Santa and for the colder temperatures that are right behind him? This hour, we've got advice for chimney repair and cleaning tips that keep your home safe and structurally sound. And lots of cleaning going on this month with all the holiday visits happening. And one of the harder surfaces to get clean are tile floors. We're going to share some quick cleaning tips to help you get that tile and the grout bright and shiny in just no time at all. And no matter when you listen to the Money Pit, you can always get in on our fun giveaways. And this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We've got up for grabs the Arrow GT300 glue gun, which is a favorite in my household, worth 49 bucks. Going out to one listener drawn at random. So make that you give us a call with your home improvement questions at one eight eight Money Pit or post them to MoneyPit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Lorian Nevada is on the line with the money pit. It's got a question about a cement sink. What can we do for you? Um, yeah, hi there. Yeah, we, you know, I'm helping my parents out with their very old home. Unfortunately, we're really low on funds, et cetera, et cetera. We have a sink in our old home. It's in the basement, and the sink is part of like the washer dryer setup there. And it's an old cement sink that has a crack in it. I was hoping that we could do something to repair it just until they're ready to to move on because we're trying to do the downsizing and stuff. Okay, is the is the crack really severe where it's like in two pieces or is it just like one crack that where water gets through? Well, you know, it's like kind of like a little forked crack that's in part of the sink on the base of it. So so um, what I would recommend is using epoxy on this. There's a product called PC-7. It's sort of like a putty and it comes in a container that has the A part and the B part and you mix it together. And so it ends up being when it's mixed together, kind of like Play-Doh and you can press it into place 
and get it, you know, troweled out and pressed into this crack and leave it alone for about 24 hours and it will never, ever leak again. So good luck with that project. And thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Lawrence in Wisconsin on the line who's dealing with a porch post that's rotting. Tell us what's going on. It's an outdoor porch on the front of the house and uh, where that post and the floor come together there, the corners of the post about an inch in on each corner are rotting away. And I was wondering if there's a way I can fix that or does that entire post have to come out? So is it just the base of the post because the moisture collects there? Yes. Can you sort of dig out the rotted area? Because if it's just a small area like that, you can dig it out and fill it back in with a product like an Elmer's wood filler, which will take shape and you can kind of work it like wood after it dries. So you don't necessarily have to tear it out. Now, the other little trick of the trade for dealing with those porch uh, column bottoms, is it a square column? So what you could do is you could add uh, another piece of trim on the outside of that on all four sides and put like a skirting on the bottom of the column. And that'll if you do it well, it looks like it was always designed to be that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, when the builders built, they put like a little piece of wood all the way around it. Yeah, like a piece of trim. So you put a bigger piece of wood, like a taller piece of wood all the way around it. If it's just a small quarter round or something like that, you could put a three-inch or even a six-inch skirting around the bottom that on all four sides, and you'll completely cover up the rotted area. Okay, I'll give that a try. A lot easier than replacing the post, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Kathy in Florida, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a problem, not I, but my daughter has a problem with her sliding doors. Okay. It's, um, uh, in winter, it's awfully drafty. And on a previous show, you mentioned a product to put on that you can peel off in springtime very easily, and that seals the doors and windows. But I did not get the name, so that's why I'm calling back if you remember that or if you can help me with this problem. Now, Kathy, it's a very common product that we talk about often. It's um, DAP has one. It's called Seal and Peel Caulk. A lot of different manufacturers make one, but... Once she seals this door, you know, it's not something that you're going to want to peel off and, and, you know, reapply. Is this a door that she uses often or could she, like, call this doorway closed for the season? No, she doesn't use it in winter at all. Okay. So then you could seal it off for the winter as long as... And the thing that concerns me, though, in, in telling you this is while you can seal it off for the winter, you're also sort of sealing it shut. So if this is an emergency exit out of the house in the event of a fire or something like that, you know, you might not want to do this. But the product is a weather stripping caulk. It's clear. It looks like silicone, but it's not. And you essentially caulk drafty windows or doors. And then in the spring, you peel it off and it doesn't damage the underlying door. But like I said, because it's a door, we don't recommend that you seal it shut because then you won't be able to get out. And, you know, that's a good option if the draft is coming in from around the door, like in the operable parts, the doorway itself, for lack of a better area to describe. If you feel that the draft is coming from the glass itself, there's also those clear sheetings that you can attach in addition to sealing off the other part that you sort of blow dry in place that sort of seals off you know, an additional layer if the draft is coming through the glass as well. And, you know, a combination of those two things might work. It's shrink film, and it would attach to the outside frame of the door. Uh, it sort of has like a double-faced tape attachment, and then you heat it with a hairdryer, and it shrinks and pulls really tight and taut. And, of course, that would stop the drafts, 
But in the event you had to get out in an emergency, you just break through and, and, and go on out. All right, Kathy. So I hope that those are some good ideas that helps uh, you and your daughter out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. No matter when you listen to the Money Pit, you can always get in on our fun giveaways. And this one is sure to make you want to stick around. We've got up for grabs the Arrow GT300 glue gun. It's got a great design, so it feels very comfortable in your hand. I mean, I always find that my hand cramps up with a smaller glue gun or one that's not designed as well. This one, no problem, no matter how long I use this glue gun. The nose design actually helps you get to those hard-to-reach corners. So it's great for things like school and craft projects, home repairs, carpentry. I love it for upholstery. You guys are going to love it, so give us a call for your chance to win. 
And you can do that by calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat. But you must have a home improvement question. Now we've got Ames from Colorado on the line, who's got a question about repairing stucco. How can we help you? We have a home that's eight or nine years old. Um, it has a stucco exterior, and it has cracks, horizontal cracks. Is it a masonry stucco house, or is it a uh, synthetic stucco house? You know, I don't know. So is it like a concrete kind of a finish to it? Does it feel like concrete, or does it feel soft? Like, could you put your finger and push it, and it would be spongy? Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Okay. And so you've got cracks in horizontal stucco, eight-year-old house. You're going to want to get those cracks sealed because what happens with stucco if the water gets behind it especially in a cold environment it will tend to do two things number one it will freeze and as it does it will push and loosen the stucco Uh, and number two there's probably a metal mesh that was applied to the home first that holds that stucco in place and the moisture will rust that away so the best thing to do is to use an exterior caulk you can get one that matches the color of the stucco, uh, or you could use a clear silicone-like caulk and seal those cracks to try to minimize the chance for moisture to get through. And that's going to be pretty much normal maintenance with uh, with a stucco surface. Does it appear like any chunks are coming off, or is it just the crack that is forming? Yeah, it's just the crack. Yeah, so stay on top of it, Ames, and you'll really minimize it, and it, it'll last for a long time. All right, and then it also has uh, rust stains, uh, you know, probably from that metal lath. Yeah, and so after you get all of the uh, cracks sealed, if you're getting when you next time you repaint the house, I want you to prime it first. That will seal in the rust stains and prevent them from coming through quite so quickly. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Nor in Texas is on the line with a textured wall question. Tell us what you're working on. We are remodeling our house, and we have a room that has walls that has some flaws in the wall, some bumps and things that I know I won't get out. But we were gonna te- we were texturing it with a um, lightweight joint compound and a paint roller. But when I I put it on, I kind of went above my head and came down, and then I dipped again. Went across the wall and then went across the top about a foot from the ceiling to the, where I'd started. Then went across the bottom from the foot, you know, from the where I ended to the floor. Yeah. Is it going to show line? How do you keep from showing line marks? And- well, <laughs> you know, Nora, there's paints that are designed to do that. You don't have to use spackling. Uh, but, I mean, I can respect the fact that you probably had some spackle and maybe you just tried to make that work. Uh, how do you avoid paint lines or how do you avoid trowel lines with that? I mean, you only got one shot to do it, and that's when you work it when it's wet. Okay. You know, it's okay to cut in like that, but before it dries, what you have to do is go across the wall and sort of break into those sort of bands so that you have a pattern there. Okay. I probably would not have used spackle for that if it was me. I would have used a good quality textured paint, which would have given you the same effect. But it sounds like that ship has sailed, and uh, and now you're you're working with the spackle. Is that correct? Well, yes, 
What kind of paint has texture in it? Oh, there's lots of different uh, paints. I know, for example, I think it's Valspar. has got about a dozen different ones. And I'm sure every major paint manufacturer has a textured paint. So you just roll it on like paint? And it- That's right. It has less coverage. So while regular paint covers about 400 square feet per gallon, textured paint will, will cover between 150 and 200 square feet per gallon. Well, and it also depends. The application depends on the type of texture that you choose. Some of them have, you know, certain rollers that are required, you know, certain certain applicators, I should say, that will achieve that look for you. Okay, well, thank you very much. Well, one of the most exciting things about owning a new home is decorating it, but rushing into decorating and buying furniture can mean making choices you might later regret. Instead, think ahead and come up with a plan. We'll share how in today's Smart Spending Tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. So here are some ways to help you stick to a reasonable budget and save some money. You want to try and spread out your expensive purchases. If you're buying a number of high-ticket items like a couch or a bed, you don't have to get them all at once. You can make a list of the pieces that you need to buy and then prioritize. Now, you should also avoid trendy design choices that are likely going to go out of style. You're going to plunk down a lot of money on this furniture, so don't spend a ton of cash on that crazy patterned couch. I mean, think about it in the long term. Am I going to like this five years from now? Does this seem like something that's going to last over the years? You have to think about that because you're going to be spending a lot of money on these items. Now, you want to also splurge on the essentials. Classic pieces, those are worth investing in. You can always cover the trends with those inexpensive home accents. Now, think about decorating around a statement piece. So you want to let one item anchor your room. It can be a piece of furniture. It can be artwork. It can be a rug. It can be a fabric for a drapery. Whatever it is, choose that something to be the focal point and then design around it. And here's the best thing that I love to do. I want to repurpose the things I already have. So I kind of look around my house, think about the stuff that I have. Maybe it doesn't work in one room. Maybe I can move it to another room. Maybe if I paint it with some leftover paint from something that, you know, I used in another space can bring that room together. Lots of different ways that you can incorporate something old into a new style. And maybe if your couch has got, you know, good bones and is still super comfy, but you don't love the fabric or it's a little worn, you can reupholster it instead of buying a new one. It's really an upcycling project. It's an excellent approach to maximizing those decorating dollars. And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Peter in Florida, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? We built our house in 06, so it's a brand new house. We had it built. My wife was in a wheelchair, so we made the doors wider, like instead of 2830. Okay. And we're still bumping up against the uh, the door frames, okay. you know, and, uh, you know, they're not too bad, but, uh, you know, when we're, when we're backing up and stuff, we're hitting the walls and the door frames, and we were just wondering if there was anything that you might be able to, maybe to cover up the dents in the, in the wood. So do you want to repair the wood, or do you want, like, do you want some advice on how you can put, like, a guard on those door frames? I think maybe just to try and repair them. Or, you know, cover up the dents. Well, that becomes a pretty easy repair. I mean, basically what you want to do is sand out the paint there and sand out any rough spot around that. And then you want to fill it. There's a wide variety of products you could choose from. Elmer's has got a great line of wood fillers that are easy to sand. And then you touch up with some primer, and then you paint it again, and that will cover it up. And you also might want to think about 
you also might want to think about taking a look at some of the clear corner guards that are available that can protect that. They they kind of blend into the material, so you don't really see them, but it'll help you protect uh, from gouging it any further. Oddly enough, at the home centers, Peter, they're found in the painting aisle. And I know this because the steps going down to our basement, my four-year-old likes to run down and grab onto that corner, and he peels off the wallpaper every time it goes down. It's been driving me nuts. Okay, great. Hey, thank you very much for your help. Yeah, we we uh, we love listening to your show, but we have a new house, so we don't have all the the problems like people have with dirt cellars and all that. So, well, that's right. We're glad we can help you out with the small repairs as well as the big one. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we've got Barb in Iowa on the line who's got a heating question. How can we help you today? Yes, um, my son recently purchased a house, and it has a hot water heat. And um, was wondering about if we replace that, if you'd suggest staying with that system or going with maybe like the forced air natural gas. Oh, no, I would definitely. Well, first of all, is it a gas-fired heating system? Is just just heated by hot water instead of ducts? Yeah, it has kind of the radiators along the... Oh, uh, listen, Barb, you've got the best heating system available. So you definitely don't want to take, never take apart a radiant system. Now, um, if you want to add air conditioning, you add a separate set of ducts for that. But you uh-huh. never disable that hot water baseboard system because it delivers warm, moist heat. Now, most builders today don't put these in because they're too expensive. But if you bought a house that's got one, you definitely want to keep it and enjoy it. Okay. So, and then if. Just repair it if it would need any. Well, I mean, hot water systems rarely need repair. It's just that the boiler needs maintenance. But but hot, most hot water gas-fired boilers will last 25 or 30 years. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Barb. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Orvin, South Dakota is on the line with the log cabin question. Tell us what you're working on. This is a cedar log cabin. Actually, it's four by sixes with the edges uh, eased, and four or five years ago we stained it, and it got we stained it too dark. And I'd like to know if we can or what needs to be done to bring it back to its original color. Okay, so if you stained it and it's too dark, and you want to lighten it up again, it's not practical to sand down the logs to try to get to the to the natural wood, nor do I think you have to. What you could do is you could apply a solid color stain 
which is essentially going to be the color that you know comes out of the can is the color you're going to get. It's kind of like paint, except that the grain of the wood shows through. So if you were to put a solid color stain on those logs, you could definitely lighten it up. And frankly, when we are asked about staining homes, wood siding and the like, we almost always recommend solid color stain because it lasts the longest. It has more pigment in it than semi-transparent stains. And so I think that's the way to go. Or if just pick up some solid color stain, any color you want, apply it to the logs, and you could definitely lighten up the look. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, if you expect Santa to make it down the chimney to reach those cookies and milk that you left as a special treat, you want to make sure that your chimney is clean and safe. Chimneys can collapse and cause serious issues from fires to carbon monoxide poisoning if they are not well-maintained and up to snuff. Yeah, creosote, it's one of the greatest chimney safety hazards. It's that residue that sticks to the inside of the chimney when the vapor mixes with condensation and then it cools. The creosote, guys, is hugely flammable, but you can keep it to a minimum with a yearly chimney inspection and regular cleaning. And are you not sure you need a cleaning? Well, open the damper above the fireplace and look up inside that flue with a strong flashlight. If you cannot see the sides of the clay or the metal liner clearly, you are probably overdue for that cleaning. Generally, you need one about once for every quart of wood you burn. Now, the outside of your chimney can also pose some major risks as well. You want to inspect it from the outside, see if it's leaning or if it's separating from the house. And if it's doing either, you want to call a professional to come check it out ASAP. Loose bricks or cracks, those are easier fixes. You can replace them, you can seal them as needed, but you definitely need to call a pro for something bigger. And also keep an eye out for vegetation that might be growing across the top of the chimney. Ivy, for example, can go across the top of the chimney and block the flow of gases coming out that chimney. And if your chimney exhausts through a metal vent pipe, make sure that it has not dislodged or rusted. used to find those shifted parts a lot in the years I spent as a home inspector. And if it's not properly connected, it's just not going to vent as it's intended to, and it could be unsafe. Pam in Missouri is dealing with some mysterious water noises. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. When I run water down the kitchen sink and after I stop running the water, that kitchen sink gurgles. Well, your problem is very simple. You have to stop running water and flushing toilets. (laughs) Can't do that. Stop using the plumbing. (laughs) All right, look, what's going on here is uh, your plumbing system is starved for air. You don't have enough ventilation. And you know when you look at a house on the outside and you see the plumbing pipes sticking up through the roof? Those are vent pipes. And what they do is they let air into the system so that when the water runs out, it's replaced by, by air without gurgling. When your plumbing can't get enough air, it gurgles like that. And the solution here is going to be figuring out what's wrong with the with the existing plumbing ventilation system. You may have a blockage somewhere that's causing this. There are ways to add additional vents if necessary, but you got to get to the bottom of it first and figure out why it's blocked. How old is your house? It's um, 14 years old. Has it always been this way? I don't think it has always been that way. It seems like the more that we use when I'm home on a weekend and use it a lot, it gurgles more. I think you have to have a plumber take a look at that because okay. you don't have enough air getting into the system. Something is wrong with the venting, and you may need to open that uh, drain waste vent pipe up somewhere else to get some more air in there. Pam, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Pick up the phone, give us a call, send us a note, whatever it is, we are here to lend a hand with all of your home improvement adventures, whether it's just getting ready for the holidays or thinking bigger into the new year. 
We're here to lend a hand, and we're also here to give away some great tools. We've got up for grabs this hour one of my favorite products. I use it a lot. It is the Arrow GT300 Glue Gun, and it was named the best glue gun by Popular Mechanics, and we've got one to give away to one lucky DIYer. Again, it's the Arrow GT300 Glue Gun. It's going to feel great in your hand. You can use it for DIY projects, pro projects. It's going to heat up fast. It's got a drip-resistant nozzle and a glue control knob. You're going to love it. You're not going to waste a lot of glue and you will be crafting and projecting in no time so give us a call for your chance to win it's worth 49 bucks going out to one listener drawn at random make that you you can reach us by posting your questions to moneypit.com or calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT terry in tennessee needs some help with a retaining wall problem tell us what's going on at your money pit yes uh, I have a, um, a leak problem from, from a drain on my back end of my house. I have a full basement, and it's um, um, heated and cool, but I use it as a garage work area, etc. From my garage, there's a retainer wall uh, that goes past the end of my drive. It's about 20 yards long. I have two drain pipes at the bottom of that, and... When it rains, well, mud is coming out, so undoubtedly it's stopped up, and I'm hoping that you can give me the name of some apparatus without digging out the whole entire back of the retainer wall. So the mud gets from behind the retainer wall and then comes out the bottom of it on the low side, and what, runs down your driveway or something? Yeah, the retainer wall is right at uh, the end of my driveway coming up from the street to the end of the house. So the solution here would have been in the way the retaining wall was built to, to begin with, because behind the retaining wall, it sounds like there's a lot of dirt sort of pressed right up against it. The way to build this is dig down um, around the retaining wall, probably about two feet behind it, and then you're going to have stone that is about 12 inches uh, away from the retaining wall. Behind that, you'd have a filter cloth. And then behind that, you'd have soil. I'm talking vertically now. So uh-huh. up against the retaining wall, you have stone. Right behind the stone, you have filter cloth. Right behind that, you have the soil. And so if you don't have something like that, and you're getting a lot of dirt that's just basically turning to mud and running through the wall, then that's going to happen. Now, I guess your question is, is it really worth it to regrade the area behind the retaining wall to put in the proper type of drainage, drainage stone and so on, uh, or you just put up with cleaning your driveway every once in a while. I mean, for me, I, I, if I bought into a house that was like that, um, I'd probably clean the driveway every once in a while. Yeah. Well, uh, air, you know, it's almost a constant thing when it rains, but uh, when the drain pipe, of course, it was put all the way around the house, uh, the the proper drainage factor, like the drainage pipe, the gravel over the pipe, uh, the cover over that, so it was all you know, done that way as right. far as uh, having that done. It's just over time, It's the house is 17 years old. Well, it started to to leak, and somewhere or another it filtered down into the, to the drain pipe, which drains past my driveway, or it did at one time anyway. Well, I mean, you could always, you know, rerun those downspouts so that they're not discharging that close to the house. Uh, and keep them, you know, well away, that that could help you a bit as well. But it really comes down to how that soil is put together behind the wall, if that makes sense to you. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that was my question, and I thank you so much for your help. Well, there's lots of cleaning going on this month with all the holiday visiting that's happening. But one of the harder surfaces to get clean are tile floors. Have you ever noticed that they almost never look 
as good as the day that you put them down. Yeah, that's true. You know, we're rounding up some tips here because we want to tell you how to remove those top six stubborn stains from ceramic tile so maybe you can get it on its way to looking brand new again. First of all, gum, wax, sticky substances, all of those kind of yucky things. You want to place ice cubes in a resealable plastic bag and then lay that ice pack on top of the sticky stain and leave it until the sticky residue has solidified. Then you can carefully chip it away using a popsicle stick or something that's not going to scratch the tile floor. Don't go grabbing a paint scraper or something. Get something a little bit more gentle. Now, blood bleach really is the key here. You want to mix up a solution that's diluted, just enough to lift the stain, and you have to make sure that you rinse the tile very thoroughly. Coffee, tea, juice, that seems to be a very common stain when you've got people over for the holidays. You want to wash that stain first with the detergent and soap, and then use that same diluted bleach solution to lift the stain, and you want to blot it and dab. And that should do the trick for those. Now, if you have grease stains, you want to mix up a non-abrasive floor cleaner, like a soft scrub with club soda or carbonated water, and work it into the stain, and then rinse it out. Now, for ink or clothing dye, diluted bleach helps here, too, but you can step up the strength by soaking a cloth in the bleach and placing it on top of the ink stain. Let it sit there in place until the stain has dissolved, then rinse the tile well. And finally, nail polish. If you happen to spill nail polish, use a little nail polish remover to lift that nail polish from the tile, and if the stain remains on the tile, use the diluted bleach solution once again by dabbing it until the color lifts. And that should do it and leave those tile floors looking a lot brighter than they were before. Shawnee in North Carolina needs some help with a backyard problem. What's going on at your money pit? In all my room, when it would rain, all the water would drain toward the back because it's on a downslope. Right. And then I had some a contractor come in. And connect all my downspouts and all to this black pipe, and they connected all of it and ran it out to one source toward the you know that little creek. And in doing so, I mean everything was fine; it worked fine. And they thought where I was having such water problem, they sort of made a horseshoe out of the black pipe with the styrofoam, you know, peanuts and all of that in it. But what they did when they dug around the horseshoe area. They found that that was dry because they figured if it was wet, it would drain and take care of the problem. But when they put that horseshoe in, wherever they put it, it was completely dry, and it was further down that they realized that I had underground spring. So all of my drain pipes, everything's draining perfectly, but it's one little problem I had with that underground spring. But is that underground spring rising up to the point where the yard is flooding? And how much how much flooding are we talking about here? Uh, it's not necessarily flooding, but it it's stays just wet. So wet. I can't mow it. And there's a place about uh, I'm going to say 12 inches square, squarish maybe that is. Has I don't think this is a problem worth solving. I think it's a fairly small area of the yard, and, and areas of the yard that get soft like that, yeah, the grass can be hard to cut sometimes. Sometimes you have to cut it by hand instead of using a, a you know power mower on it. But I don't think it's worth you doing anything about it. You would have to do some major, major work to try to uh, take the water that's collecting there, run it downstream, and have it sit somewhere else. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a big issue. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Greg reached out to the Money Pit and he says, my wife and I are in the process of buying a home and we've decided to have an inspection and a radon test done. The inspection came out fine, but the radon test came in at 18, which is more than four times the safe level. What should I do? So that's not an uncommon situation, depending on where you are uh, in the country. Uh, That's probably a moderate radon level. I've seen it in the hundreds. And I would say, Greg, that there's no need to panic here. You do need a repair. Uh, you need to have installed what's called a radon mitigation system. Now, I don't know what your house structure is, but I'm going to presume if it's like most homes that have radon problems, it's a, probably has a basement. And what would happen in this case is a radon mitigator, a special contractor that does radon removal work, would basically install pipe into the floor. And it's done in such a way where they hook up a fan to that pipe that kind of acts as like a big vacuum cleaner and pulls the gas out from underneath that floor. So basically it takes it from the soil directly and then vents it out of the house. These radon mitigation systems are you know, very well done these days. They don't use a lot of electricity. There's an indicator on there that says you know that the pipe is always working because it, it, it's very quiet as well. Uh, and the most important thing, though, is that after it's installed, that they do a post-installation test to see what the levels are. And if you do that and do it right, make sure you use a licensed radon mitigator, I don't think you're devaluing your house or you know creating sort of a house that nobody wants to buy because there's a radon problem because all the other homes in that neighborhood are going to have the same thing. Uh, and it's really a, a tried and true system now. So don't panic. you got a radon problem. There's a radon solution. Uh, take care of that, and you'll be good to go. All right, now we've got Maureen in New Jersey, and she says she needs to order carpeting for her double set of stairs. That means there's a landing in between and a hallway upstairs, odd-shaped nooks and corners. She doesn't want to be short or pay for extra that she doesn't need. How should she best measure the carpeting for the space? Well, I mean, the flat spaces, the landing and the hallway, you would measure that as you always would. But in terms of the stairs, I mean, my rule of thumb for that, Leslie, is you do one yard per stair, per step. So if you've got 12 steps, that's 12 yards for the carpet, and that covers the tread and the landing with a little bit extra. Uh, the thing I don't know is you say odd-shaped nooks and crannies. Of course, you know depending on how many seams you want in the carpet, you may have to overbuy carpet if you don't want to have some seams, and that becomes more of an issue, too, if there's a pattern you're trying to match. I mean, if there is no pattern, it's easier to, to seam carpet. But if you've got a pattern, then that limits your options. And and often there's more waste with that, right? Yeah. So you really want to make sure that you're thinking about all those little spaces, what the width of that carpeting is. You're making the best plan for all that little spots you've got around the house. And Maureen, you know, you should think about what material you're picking for this carpeting. 
the staircase gets a ton of usage. So you want to make sure you get something that's super durable, easy to clean. You want it to last a long time because this is a big project and you want it to look good for as long as it can. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show, or I should say it's the Money Pit Ho Ho Home Improvement Show because it's the holiday season. And we know that you're probably not knee-deep in a project right now. We hope that you're enjoying this time of peace and celebration with your family and your friends. But if you are planning or thinking about a project you'd like to get done when you get done digesting the turkey, well, you can always reach out to us for some help. The number here is one eight 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 money pit And if we're not in, when you make that call, we'll call you back the next time we're in the studio. Happy holidays. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 